the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Compulsive behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony B. starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you from Recovery Radio Houston. I'm here with my co-host, Tony B., and we are excited to be back in the studio. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Yeah, we had the last two shows from my house and weren't able to take calls. So, but we can take calls tonight. Amen. And, and you have a really nice house, but I'm, I just like having the headphones on. I can hear myself. I hear you. I like I, it. I hear you, brother. Well, we're going to take calls tonight at 1-800-808-5548. That's 1-800-808-5548. You can also join us. We're on Facebook Live on our Facebook page, Recovery Radio Houston. Just go to Facebook and look us up. We're live right now. But nevertheless, Tony, even though we're back in the studio, the world is still in disorder. And this is an especially dangerous time for addicts and their loved ones. Yes, it is, definitely. It is, uh, it's still remarkable to see the freeways empty. It's still remarkable to see lines short for drive throughs and not a lot of people outside. But uh, I'm still hopeful that God has a plan here. In fact, I know God still has a plan. I'm hopeful we're going to come out on the other side of this A-OK and better than we ever were. Well, there's an opportunity here for the church, and that is to reach out to people. But, you know, the the sad thing, though, is right now is that uh, relapse rates are going through the roof. Yeah, that is sad. Online uh, purchases of alcohol are up 84%. And uh, with shelter-in-place orders, we want to reach out to the community and offer a lifeline of sobriety. We're going to have a meeting on air tonight, Tony. Yes. And uh, we're also going to take calls for prayers. We're going to take calls to give advice to people, and we're going to, uh, we want to reach out to people. Tell us how you're staying sober while you're sheltering in place. We want to hear some stories about victory, because that's what we're about, Tony. We're about victory here at Recovery Radio. Let's get going. Let's open in prayer. Father God, we come to you tonight, Father, with uh, humility in our hearts. We're uh, happy to be back in the studio and reaching out to our audience, Father, and we ask that you send uh, protection to those uh, out there that that need protection, Father God. We ask for protection for our elderly. We ask for protection for people that have diseases. Father, give them the wisdom to be smart and to shelter in place, do what everybody's suggesting, keep social distancing. 
wash their hands and, and just be smart, Father, and give them the strength to be sober, Father God. Keep them involved in productive activities that, that you know, idle hands of the devil's workshop, Father. Keep them involved in your word, reading your word, working the steps, uh, communicating online with uh, other people in recovery. Father, give them wisdom. Father, we also pray for our leaders, Father, our, our leaders of our state and our county and our city and our nation, Father God. We pray for our nation. We pray for those people that have lost jobs. We pray that the aid that's been passed by Congress reaches them soon, Father God. And we just ask for the peace that surpasses all understanding that only you can give, that only a relationship with Jesus Christ can give. Father, use this crisis to lead people to Christ. Use this crisis to, to lead people to sobriety. We pray all these things in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you or someone you care about is suffering under the bondage of addiction, please join us. Uh, we, we're here, uh, and we want you to know, we don't want you to know, God wants you to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, and no matter where you find yourself tonight, he's forgiven you, he loves you, and he's got a mighty purpose in your life. Tony, we've already got a call. Let's take it. There's a, a call from Mrs. Gross on the line. Uh, good evening. Good evening, everyone. Um, I know my husband, Sean Gross, is listening. I just want to um, prayer for my granddaughter. She was airlifted yesterday to Dallas. Oh, my she Lord. was in a bad car accident with her mother, and um, all of her ribs were broken. Oh. Um, her liver was punctured, and um, her intestines, they had to remove part of her colon. Her spine is fractured. Um, we just want to lift her up in prayer. Yes. Yes. And um, What's her um, name? I just want to let my husband know, because he's on lockdown right now at the wind unit, that okay. um, she's, she's doing good. She woke up. She's just in a lot of pain right now. What is her name? Her name is Cadence Marie. We call her... Um, Katie Poo. Katie Poo. Katie Poo. Father God, we lift up Katie. Yes, you, Jesus. you know where she's at. You know what she's going through, Father God. And you yes, are the Lord. great physician, Father God. Yes. We ask that you supernaturally touch this young lady and heal her where she sits. Father, give her peace and comfort. Give her family peace and comfort. Sean, if you're listening right now, know that she's woken up and, and God's got her in the palm of his hand. Yes, Father. Father God, we ask for wisdom for her physicians and her doctors. Identify what she's dealing with. Diagnose all the problems that she has and and provide the right cure. Mm. Father God, we just lift her up, and, and Father, we just know that she's in your hands and, and that she's a believer, Father God, and have her turn her attention to you because you. she's not alone. She's not alone. I know she's in the hospital by herself with all the quarantine and everything, Father God, but show her that Jesus Christ is always with her and always by her side, always there to comfort her and give her peace, Father God. We just pray for healing for this young lady. Miracle healing. We pray for yes. peace and comfort for the family in Jesus' mighty Jesus name. Jesus' name. Thank you so much for calling tonight, mm-hmm. and uh, thank you. and uh, we're we're praying also for Sean and that that uh, whatever is going on with him, that he's finding Jesus in, yes. in in jail, and and that he knows that that uh, he's not defeated. God's got no. a purpose for him. Exactly. God's got a, he's got a testimony when yes, he comes he out. He can lead people to Christ right there in jail, and he can lead people to Christ when he comes out and when he shows them shows them the light of Christ, because that's what this crisis is going to do, Tony. It's going to galvanize the church. People are hungry for the church. We are in for a big awakening. We are in for a big awakening, and people, we need to show them who Jesus Christ is through our actions and who we are as Christians and and show them the way. And that's that's why we're here at Recovery Radio. So thank you for calling tonight, Thank you, Mrs. Gross. Gross. Thank you. Have a good night. I love you, Sean. Good night. Thank you, God. I'm sure he he was glad to hear that. 
So, Tony, that's what we're here to do, is share yeah. the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our topic tonight is avoiding relapse, staying sober, and finding peace during this time of sheltering in place. So we're going to talk about fear and anxiety, and we're going to talk about how you find peace and strength during this time. We're going to talk about, uh, we want calls out there from people that are listening and uh, to tell us how their victories are going, how they're, how they're staying sober, how they're staying productive, what they're doing uh, to, to stay sober and to, to find Christ in this time. Um, you know, it looks like, Tony, that this is going to last a lot longer than we originally hoped for. And uh, as I said, sales of liquor stores are up 84% online liquor. Uh, we had a, a communication with a brother of ours from church today. He said he drove by a gas station and the lines, uh, there was a dollar twenty-five gas, which is amazing. You know, I want to so know where that is. It's yeah. only a dollar fifty by me. <laughs> yeah, a dollar twenty-five gas, but you couldn't get into the place because there was a liquor store next door, and the line was wrapped around the building. They must have been closing early. Well, you know, it's amazing to me that liquor stores are considered essential or exempted as essential businesses. Uh, that shows you the power the enemy has on on hold, and I well, guess I can understand that to some degree because. Well, even the president was saying that they're worried about the suicide rates going up. Yeah. That there's uh, so many people uh, uh, with losing of their job or just being – there's something about people having to sit still that are so used to moving around all the time and getting things done. And what is it about us human beings to where if we don't feel like we're in control – and these are addicts and alcoholics and people that are in addiction. What is it about us that when we feel like we're not in control of things, we just implode? Well, you know, you, you know, that's where faith has to come in, right? That's where faith. That's that's the difference again, Tony. For us, that we believe because we believe in secular recovery. We mm-hmm. believe in twelve steps. We believe in cognitive behavior. We believe in the SMART program. We believe in all those things. But we believe there's another step, that's right. a step up to supernatural, supercharged recovery when you, when you find a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you, you know what I keep thinking of lately. I keep thinking about when they were on the boat with Jesus during the storm, yeah. and they all started panicking. What was, what was stopping them from just taking a nap with Jesus? <laughs> he was asleep, right? So if he's that confident and the storm will pass, and he's not worried about the boat turning over, why couldn't I just chill with him and pass out too? Because this storm will pass, right? As well, this this time. So maybe if, we're, if it, we're, I'm sorry. It, yeah, well, this, this whole our our life here is is transitory, mm-hmm. and as you said a couple of shows ago, so eloquently. You know, we get hung up on our jobs. We get hung up on, and those things are important, but we lose sight of what's really important. Right. And and that is eternity. <laughs> That's why I'm saying in this, in this time of having to be still, why don't we draw near to him? Absolutely, because you can't find anything. I mean, what did he tell them on the boat? Oh, ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. It's like, come on, guys. Get with it already. I'm in control, not you. That's exactly Don't right. Don't worry about the storm. I got, I, I got this. And that's the beginning of recovery is when we realize that. Mm-hmm. We're not in control. We're out of control with whatever it is. We've right. lost control. Our lives are, are, are a mess. But there is someone that can restore us to sanity, mm-hmm. and, and that is Jesus Christ. And we got to turn our will and our lives over to him. Yep. He's, got, he's got control over this. And that, that's why those of us that are ground in a good Christ-based centered recovery are going to make it through something like this without relapsing because we have faith in him, and we're going to trust him. You know, I sometimes, and you can probably attest to this, probably as recently as 15 minutes ago, I can sound a little cocky when I talk about this thing, but I don't mean to come across that way. I am just certain in my, in the depths of my soul that we're going to come out of this 
better than ever. Why? Because I've been down through the gates of hell in my addiction. Yeah, well, Richard Rohr, who wrote Breathing Underwater, said I, I, people that are religious are, are afraid to go to hell. People that are spiritual have been there and back. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I've been in a lot worse circumstances than we are right now. And this God's going to take care of us in this thing. We really have. And th- th- this is going to pass. And what you've got to do is you've got to find the rock. You know, at the end of the, of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, talks about the man who has his house built on a rock. Mm-hmm. And that's what faith is. That's building your house on a rock. And he also talks about the people that don't have their house built on a rock. Yeah. And the, the winds come and the storms come and the house falls down. So uh, that that's what we want to do. And, you know, we've got a ministry. It's called Break Every Chain. Uh, it meets I miss at, it. I do, too. It meets on Friday nights in normal times at New Covenant Church. And we see ourselves, and, and this radio show is an extension of Break Every Chain, mm-hmm. and we see ourselves as a bridge between secular recovery, which is good, which is which is fine, which we, we endorse, but over to faith-based recovery, where things change, where they change, change a lot. So we got another call on, uh, we got Ronnie on line one. Ronnie, how are you tonight? Hey, guys, how you doing? We're doing well. How are you? Doing good. Praise God. Amen. Hey, I had a question for you guys. Um, so if somebody's new to a recovery program and so, you know, they're, they're successful, but, you know, they're really early on in the process, and now we have this, you know, stay safe at home, and, and everybody feels like islands. You know, you feel like you're the only one going through this. In fact, you know, you're one of millions of people, but you feel alone. How do, you, how do we keep people from being having that feeling of being alone and how do we network those people so that they don't lose the structure? Well, there's many ways that you can do that, Ron. Uh, there, you know, I read an article today and what you said just highlighted something and it talked about how people in the first 30 days to two months are, there's a phrase in recovery called the pink cloud and how they're in the pink cloud and they're happy. And then, and then they get in that 60 to, to 120 day period. And that is really the danger period for relapse because all of a sudden you're out of this euphoria that you, that you've changed your life. And there are people out there that are listening to us right now that, that are in that danger zone. And there are people out there that have friends and loved ones that are in that danger zone. And so here's what you do. Uh, number one, there's online religious services. Uh, number two, um, and there is all kinds of virtual meetings on Zoom. Yeah, well, there's there's www.12step-online.com, and you can go to a virtual meeting on just about anything, any subject, no matter where, if you're dealing with drugs, or you're dealing with alcohol, and, and you can go to an online meeting. You don't have to be disconnected from the recovery community. You can be in those meetings. There's also uh, a... a website and i'm looking for my my papers right now uh that has all kinds of recovery rooms it's called inroom.com no here it is it's called um yeah in the rooms.com in the rooms all one word dot com and they've got all kinds of categories everything from from alcohol and drug drugs to relationships and uh sex addiction and gambling and and even uh lifestyle and relationships you don't have to stay disconnected Another thing you can do is, is you know, we're not, we've got right now at my house, we've got my son and, and daughter-in-law and my niece and nephew over there, and we played all kinds of games last night. We played charades, and we, we did family things. We're taking walks. This is a time to get closer to your family and the people that you really love and that you live with, and most importantly, it's a time to get closer to him. And, you know, there's, there's not a person in this world 
that has an excuse right now for not being able to communicate with anybody because we're so absorbed in our phones to begin with that <laughs> we should be able to put together group texts, be able to download Zoom and be able to look at each other and see each other and talk. Whatever happened to the good old days where we sat around and had a chat? You, you know, know, Tony, the, yeah. now that you say yeah. that, I've got, uh, we're, I'm on a group text that we communicate sometimes daily, certainly weekly, with three of my best friends from high school. Mm. We had a Zoom meeting this morning at 9 o'clock. Oh, my Lord, that uh, must have been hilarious. Yeah, one yeah. guy uh, from Valley, Corpus Christi, and Dallas, and it was wonderful to reconnect with my old friends. And, you know, part of the part of the recovery process is the 12 steps, and part of that is steps 8 and 9 is making amends. Mm. What a wonderful time to reach out to people yeah. that you need to make amends with. Straighten out old wrongs. Straighten out old wrongs. That's right. And it makes you feel better. You know, you, it, nobody says you have to do that in person. You can do it on the phone. You can do it on a Zoom meeting. You can write them a letter. Sometimes All that's the most effective. All the things that you said, well, I don't have time yeah. to do that. Yeah. You've got it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got it now. And the chances of them responding to you right now are pretty good because yeah. everybody's a captive audience. You know, just one thing to add to that, good good counsel. Um, it's not a question of will the enemy try to trip you up, okay? It's when will the enemy try to trip you up. So it's proactively go in there with just seated prayer that just claims that land and, and says, I'm not going to give it up. I know that the enemy is going to come, you know, trying to – to get in anywhere that he can, but I'm just going to build a hedge, and Lord, just build a hedge of protection around me. And um, and like you say, don't feel like an island because there's a lot of different avenues and ways that you can communicate with uh, with uh, others that uh, are, are going to help you in your recovery. Yeah, I'm hey, hey. oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, amen, brother. And what you just said, you know, when people come to the Lord and, and they get sober, we are new creations in Christ. And, you know, the enemy doesn't like that. No. And, you know, he he's out there roaring like a he's out there stalking like a roaring lion. And he's trying to use this. But you know what? The victory has been won. And you've got Jesus That's Christ right. on your side. No weapon formed against you will prosper as long as you'll participate, Amen. as long as you'll hold hands with the Lord as he reaches out and touches you and comforts you. And that's where you've got to put your faith right now. Lean not on your own understanding, but give your life to him. And, you know, right. our, our faith is our biggest weapon here. You know, and and when we proclaim the name of Jesus, the enemy has to flee. So that's why the most important task we have right now as far as our personal relationship with God and, and with Jesus is to be able to fortify that through getting into the Word more, praying more, and being more uh, aware of His presence in our lives. Because if you really look, you look deep enough, He is there, just that you, we're usually too busy to, uh, to notice and you to know, listen. You know, and... and there are a lot of people out there that are listening, or some anyway, that either don't have a relationship with God or with Jesus Christ, or have family members who don't, who are stuck in the bondage of addiction. The enemy's got it. But what what better time to explore? If you've ever had any 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 curiosity about what we're talking about, why we're so excited, why we were over to come, over, able to overcome drugs and alcohol and sex addiction and everything else, and and just be on fire for Christ. Now's the time to start reading some books, and you know the big book is the big book is a spiritual book. People oh, don't yeah. realize it. That's you know I always said it's the Bible for dummies. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and just start diving in and just start yeah. start reading and, and read the Bible. You know, if, particularly if you're new, read the God. Gospels and read Romans. It reads like a recovery yeah. book. You know, if you want peace Amen. that surpasses all understanding, turn your attention to God. You know, because that's Amen. that's where it can come from. The, what's going on right now proves it doesn't come from the world. All right. You know. Right. <laughs> you know, real, right. real quick, I'm noticing a lot of Facebook live traffic, and there's some people saying, 
uh, that way can't hear the callers. We forgot to say before, if you download the app for 100.7, the word, you can listen to the radio through that while you watch us live on Facebook, just so you know. Or if you have a radio, tune in. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to hear all this wonderful, uh, all these wonderful callers. Yeah, the only way to, to to hear the callers is 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 to hear it on the radio or through the app. Um, you yeah. may be able to hear it a little bit, but we'll try to re- we'll try to remember that and repeat some of the questions. Yeah. So, Ron, yeah. th- thank you so much for calling, brother. And, and thanks, Ronnie. And and uh, praise the Lord and God bless you. Okay, God bless you guys. Have a good okay. night. All right. So, uh, bye bye. You- Anyway, so Ron was just talking about, Ronnie was just asking questions about uh, what does somebody that's new in recovery, what do they do? How do they they stay sober? If you're new in recovery, you ought to be working the steps. And uh, one of the first things you should do in recovery is get a sponsor. Yes, you should. So hopefully if you have a sponsor, you're communicating with with him right now. Yeah, that's true. You know, know, a lot. (laughs) and, And people in the recovery community are really open to staying in touch and texting and communicating. They're open during normal times to that, but now they're available. <laughs> so, Do you know, I just realized something that there are people that are still going, essential workers and first responders right. that are going to work every day and exposing self to danger every single day. And a wonderful way, and I know that there are, you could probably Google it, I don't know exactly. I think Houston Food Bank Partners is doing something. I think that's the name of it. Well, you can volunteer your time to make meal packages for people like in uh, for, for elderly people that are sheltered and can't go out and get groceries. You can volunteer to go. Uh, if you have a, a first responder in your neighborhood, reach out and say, can I come mow your lawn since you're going to be working so much? Or do you need me to go to the store for you? There are ways to volunteer and uh, maybe not all in very organized ways, but if you know people in your neighborhood that are doctors that are, uh, firefighters, policemen, or medics, paramedics, reach out in a way to try and help them. Of course, uh, maintaining social distancing. But uh, well, that's, that's that's right, Tony. We want, we want to encourage people out there to be safe. We want to encourage people to to listen to the what the health officials are, are recommending. To keep social distancing. To wash your hands a lot. To wear masks and in in public and and to do the things that they're asking you to do because it's up to all of us to get past this and this this is a communicable disease and if we all stay home and shelter in place and do what they're telling it'll go away pretty quickly but like like i was saying we have to go to the store so if you can think about somebody in your neighborhood that can't get out or is working crazy hours now like a lot of these first responders are if you know them or if you can reach out to them in some way leave a note on the door whatever it is hey if you need something let me know that is a good way for us in recovery to give back. We have to constantly try to give back in order to keep what we've gotten. Well, recovery, one of the hallmarks of addiction is selfishness. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to please our flesh. Mm-hmm. We're trying to fill a void. We're trying to ease the pain. Right. You know, a lot of us, it's because of childhood traumas and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And, and we numb out. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of pain out there right now, for, you know. And so... And what the, do we do from pain, though? The, the way to combat... We run from it. Yeah, we run from it by yeah. getting intoxicated. Mm-hmm. So the way to combat that selfishness is to turn to selflessness. Right. And that's what's that's 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 one of the parts of the faith component, mm-hmm. is that Christ's life is an example of selflessness. Right. And everything he did was in service to the people, from, walk, from healing uh, to preaching the word to asking people to repent to washing the disciples' feet to dying on the cross for our sins. Right. It was all selflessness. And when you turn that corner, 
from selfishness to selflessness, something magical happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when you... It's that, that's when it starts growing inside of you. It's like a plant. If you don't water a plant, if you don't fertilize a plant, if you don't nurture it and, and prune it and trim it, it it doesn't grow well, right? It doesn't it doesn't flourish. If you want your recovery to flourish, if you want the spirit inside of you to flourish, you have to nurture it. You have to do things to feed it. Well, again, uh, twelve steps get an A get a bad rap, I think sometimes because one of the hallmarks of recovery is that without God, I can't. And without me, God won't. Right. So you got to do the water. Recovery's not just uh, just a bed of roses. It's, no. it's work. And it's not all gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. So it's got to be a. Uh, there's got to be an element of giving. I remember very early in recovery for me how elemental it was for me to learn how to listen to somebody else. And I was very good at talking, but I wasn't very good at listening. Yeah. And there's a way to sit there. I think I learned it in school. You know, sleep with your eyes open. <laughs> Like, look at somebody and be like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I know what you're saying. No, you don't. You don't know anything I'm saying because you're just really trying to get through your part of the conversation so that I can speak again. But when I started really learning how to listen to somebody, I started growing that way. Yeah, that's 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 critical. You you got to be able to listen. You know, I get more out of meetings when I just shut up sure. and listen to the wisdom in the room. Take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, But really, that that is the hallmark to recovery is, uh, I'm telling you, when you start doing service work, and again, 12 steps, one of the hallmarks is doing service work. When you start doing service work and you turn away from your selfishness, because that selfishness never is fulfilled. We have mm-hmm. an emptiness in addiction. We chase, 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 and we never get there. And uh, faith and, and recovery is, is what fills that. We've got a call on line one, and it's an old friend of ours. Hey, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy Thompson. Tommy, how are you this evening? Well, other than having an incredible cough, I'm doing okay. Uh-oh. And uh, what's going on with your cough? Are you uh, feeling poorly, or what's, what's up? Yeah, so, so, you know, we had at the mission, we had a uh, man come down with the virus. And so we quarantined for a couple of weeks. And this week I went and had myself tested because I was convinced that I probably had it too. But this morning my doctor called me after testing me on Wednesday and said that I'm negative and I'm okay to go. Praise the Lord. Lord. You know, that's the thing. Uh, A lot of the things I'm reading, of course, we need to be really cautious and overly cautious is probably better than under cautious because this thing is bad. But it's also true that if you're sick and you've just got a cough and sniffles, it's probably more likely a common cold than it is a coronavirus. But, you know, I'm going to kind of repeat some things, Tommy, here, because uh, you um, they can't the people on Facebook can't necessarily hear what you're saying. But this is Tommy Thompson. He's the president and CEO of the Open Door Mission, and he just told us that a man tested uh, positive in the mission. That was several weeks ago. How is everybody else doing at the mission now? Well, they, we all seem to have the cough. So um, other than that, we're, uh, we're definitely surviving, and we have a uh, uh, Palm Sunday church service tomorrow morning that uh, we will social distance ourselves, but... Uh, we're still going to celebrate uh, good uh, for the uh, for Palm Sunday. Oh, amen to that. You know, on Easter Sunday, uh, the you know as I as you know, I started a church, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and and we had three services, and then had to shut down. But our 
home church uh, uh, is New Covenant Church of Numble. We're going to have a, a on Easter. We're going to have a, a drive-in service where everybody stays in their cars and exercises social distance, but we we praise the Lord and worship together. So I'm looking forward to that. So Tommy, That's yeah. So Tommy is just telling us that. Uh, they're going to celebrate Palm Sunday uh, at the mission. Uh, just real quick, t- Tommy, tell us what the mission does. Yeah, so we're a, um, a, a long-term residential program that uh, uses uh, faith and evidence-based, um, you know, work to uh, to help homeless men that um, you know can't afford to go to a expensive rehab to come to us and reside with us for six, seven, eight, nine months, uh, some of them longer, and um, we provide transitional living for graduates of the program and help them get jobs. Now, we're going to be in an interesting situation here with the men that are in the program right now with uh, work when they uh, get ready to graduate. So, we're uh, hanging with us in there on Facebook Live because we're having a little bit of technical. Tony's dropping the phone. <laughs> Tony, so open door mission. Just to repeat for those on safe on uh, on Facebook Live is an incredible program. I'm so proud and happy that Tommy and I have uh, and Tony have, have have met and that he's a, such a great friend of this program. They take in homeless men and. Uh, and people that have addiction problems and can't afford, you know, it's very expensive to go to rehab. And it's not just a, a, a simple program. They they give them academic skills. They test them academically. They get them their GED if they don't have it. They give them life skills. And they start in church every morning. And their number one priority is is that Jesus saves and uh, then they, you know, then they get them placed in normal times anyway. They place them in jobs uh, when they get out, and they've got a really high success rate, and it's a wonderful program. And uh, we're just proud to be associated with you, Tommy. So uh, we're going to be praying for the men to, to get over this cough. I'm glad it's not the, the coronavirus. But, you know, you're in recovery, Tommy. Is that right? I bet I am. And, and uh, so what are you doing during this shelter-in-place time to stay sober? Boy, I'll tell you, uh, so I have been, I was quarantined at the mission for the two weeks, and uh, we just lifted the the quarantine on uh, Wednesday of this week, April the 1st, so I went home, and uh, where I am right now, but, uh, and I did that because of the testing, waiting for my test results to come back, so I, this is the first time I've really been at my house, you know, with uh, you know what, quote unquote, nothing to do type of thing. But uh, um, I've got a lot to do. I'm, I have, fortunately, I have my daily work to do. I'm also writing a book, and so I spent a lot of time today writing in the book and getting caught up. On, and really, it's the last chapter of the book is this coronavirus. You know, for some reason, I was going to have this book finished back months ago. Hey, Tommy, can you hang on after the break? We've got to go to break now. All right, this is Recovery Radio Houston, sheltering in place at 100.7 The Word. Y'all hang in there. We'll be back.
You are not hidden. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. Well, welcome back to uh, Recovery Radio Houston. We are talking about uh, how to stay sober, how to how to find peace, how to avoid relapse in this time of of uh, the shelter in place and this fear and concern over the virus. We're talking to our friend Tommy Thompson, and he was just telling us about uh, how he was staying sober and how he's staying busy. He's got work to do. He's writing a book uh, about his experiences, I suspect, at, at the Open Door Mission, about uh, helping people, helping people to, to to get sober, to have a productive life, and, and to find Christ in their life, because they do all of that at the Open Door Mission. Tommy, are you still with us? I am. All right, Tommy. So, uh, tell what what is your book about? Yeah. So the book is um, it, it's a it was encouraged by a number of my board members uh, that uh, they said, you know, you really need to write a book about your experiences and you know how God puts us through all these experiences and He never wastes a hurt. That um, I said, well, it sounds like quite an effort to put into, but uh, there was a. Uh, a person who's helping me write this book, um, and uh, she uh, she's interviewed me like 20 times. It's like having a uh, root canal uh, every time I go through it because <laughs> the questions she asks and having to go through, relive a lot of my life experiences. But the book is really intended to be read by addicts, families of addicts, and people that are uh, would be interested in having a facility similar to the Open Door Mission. So let me re- that's the audience. Let me recap that for the folks on Facebook Live. He's writing a book about his his life experiences, and he's got a, somebody that's helping him write it, and he's having to go through uh, all of his past experiences and explain those, and he's liking that to a root canal. But, you know, he also made a very interesting comment. He says, God never wastes any pain. That's right. And And that's, you know, the pain we're going through right now. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. When we go through pain and we come out on the other side and God gets us through it, He there's a purpose for that, and there's a reason for that, and there's reason is so we can help other people. And that's what you're doing, Tommy, and, and – uh, I, I just really applaud you for that. When, when is the publication date of the book? Well, it, I met the. Uh, I'm at an editing point on it right now, and then when the, the coronavirus came up, um, you know, I decided I better write about that too because there's there's um, this isolation that's going on, uh, which is of course the worst thing in the world for someone with uh, mental illness and addictive behavior. And so how to uh, really occupy time and be productive and not to submit, you know, give back into, you know, our old ways. Yeah, so you're exactly right. That is the worst thing for us as addicts is isolation. And uh, as I've uh, shared on here before, one of the problems with isolation is that you get really bad advice. We need other people we need our brothers and sisters in recovery to be around us, and most of all, we need the counsel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yep. That's that's what keeps us sober. So, uh, Tommy, I, I really appreciate you calling in tonight. And what he just said was he's writing a chapter on coronavirus and how to stay busy uh, so that you don't feel isolated, so you do feel connected, so you stay productive. And that's what this is: is an opportunity to stay productive. We don't have to be alone. We don't have to be fear. God, our, his word tells us that perfect love casts out fear. And the only perfect love you'll find in this universe is from God. Um, so, Tommy, I'm I'm really looking forward. I didn't know you were writing the book. First I've heard of it. Looking forward to reading it. So thank you so much for calling in tonight. 
And uh, God bless you for all the work you do, and and uh, good luck with the book, and and we'll be visiting again real soon. Thanks, Tommy. Feel Thanks. better soon, okay? Thank you. God bless you both. All right, you too. Bye bye. All right, we've got another call, Tony, on line two. Yeah, Mr. Dan, how um, you doing, Dan? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, man. What's up, Dan? I noticed that you uh, that you uh, sent us a message on our Facebook page. You know, we're, you, on a recovery radio. Houston on Facebook and uh, uh, looked into a little bit about who you are and why don't you tell our audience who who are you what do you do? Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I uh, I've been a LCDC, a licensed chemical dependency counselor, for about just under a decade mm-hmm. here in Houston. Uh, I worked for a treatment center for about nine years and I opened my own private practice about six months ago. Wow, that's awesome. Where is your practice yeah. located, Dan? Well, right now it's on the computer, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, I have an office in Spring Branch area and an office in uh, Katy as well. Um, so, and I do the telehealth. I'm all telehealth right now. So tell us, uh, yeah, well, tell us, you know what, that's a way to connect. You know, there's, we've got to be creative. We've got to be open-minded about these things. And well, we've got, we've got to reach out to people any way we can. Absolutely. And I've been here, you know, listening to your callers and, and, you know, Tommy from the Open Door Mission, those guys do great work. And we're all trying to adapt. And and the friends of mine over at the Last Resort Recovery and Treatment Center in in Smithville, they they do wonderful work as well. And they've adapted as well and opened up an online aftercare uh, for their folks. So we're all trying to, you know, it's just a wonderful thing. We're all trying to do Zoom meetings and, and just connect any way we can. You know, that's one thing I want to tell you. You know, I came to Christ fairly late in life, and one of the assistant pastors in our church, New Covenant Church in Humble, said to me, the more you hang around Christians, the better, the more activities you get. And the same thing is true in the recovery community. To me, my my walk with Christ is synonymous with my recovery. But the more recovery activities, you know, you mentioned aftercare. That is so important. You can't just go for 28 days, 30 days, 60 no. days, and, and walk away. It won't work. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. You have to stay connected. And there's opportunities to stay connected. So uh, that, that's, that's wonderful. Where did you work for? You worked in a recovery center for how many years? Eight years? Nine years? For, just under nine years, yeah. I worked there as a clinician for about seven, then as a, as a business development person for about a year and a half. That was kind of my springboard into going into private practice, and uh, you know, got to meet a lot of people and a lot of community. And uh oh, did we lose him? Still showing him online. You there, Dan? Happening. There we go. We We lost you for a second. You're back. (laughs) So, yeah, I I was just going to say, you know, I appreciate you guys in the church being willing to, anytime I hear a member of the church community talk about CBT and, and, you know, being open to uh, 12-step meetings or smart recovery or just, as you and I spoke briefly earlier, just whatever works. Because There he goes again. (laughs) Well, you know, until he comes back, he's really making a great point about the... uh, People of the church being open to secular, that's kind of what we're about, isn't it, John? It, it absolutely is. Is that um, you, Dan? You're back? Yeah, I'm back. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, so anyways, It's the enemy. <laughs> some people may not know, what does a, a licensed chemical dependency counselor do? Oh, so that, well, you know, in my case, I, most of us work at treatment centers, the majority. Um, but in my case, I work with people who have substance use issues, whether pre-treatment, post-treatment, no treatment, 
Um, if they have a, a substance use problem that's causing problems in their lives, we help them try to learn some coping skills, change their thought patterns, you know, and, and just get com- committed to a lifestyle of recovery. Um, yeah. In short. Well, you know, the first thing they got to do is if they've got a substance abuse issue, they've got a problem. <laughs> and, you oh, know, absolutely. yeah, and, and they may not realize that and they may think they have it under control now. But these things, these things accelerate. They don't get worse. They get, I mean, better. They get worse over time. So he, uh, Dan's talk for our Facebook uh, people. He's talking about how he, he, he uh, gives people the life skills and ability to cope uh, with, uh, with, with, the problems that they're dealing with because you know that's that's what people do is they use these drugs and alcohol whatever it is whatever substance it is whatever uh compulsive activity to numb themselves and try to deal with their problems but it only makes it worse it never makes it better it only makes it worse so um dan uh what uh tell me uh, how long have you been in practice again so i've been in private practice since september of last year is when i opened it and uh, but I've been a counselor since I started this journey, and I got sober in uh, August of 2009, and Praise I started Lord. this journey January 20, uh, 2010. And uh, yeah, that's almost right in line with our recoveries in the start of this show. Yeah, it is. Isn't that crazy? You know, and and I, you know, I, I really think you know. I know there are people out there that have never dealt with addiction that are involved in the recovery community, and I applaud them. But there is something about having gone through the journey of hell ourselves and coming out on the other side that that really enables us to to have some benefit. Dan, when we talked earlier today, you also told me about a, a faith-based group that, that is a bridge uh, between the secular community and, and the faith community. What, tell us about that resource. I, I did. It's a wonderful resource. It's called the Spiritual Care Network. Um, and I can put you in contact with the people that lead that. But there's meetings in the Woodlands, Clear Lake, uh, the Montrose area, and in Katy monthly. I believe they're actually expanded to Corpus Christi, and I want to say maybe Dallas as well. But it, it's just that. It, it's meant to bridge the the gap between mental health professionals and behavioral health professionals with, with the church members, you know, clergy and pastors and you know, to kind of see how we can come together to, to help our community. people. You should put things. a little something together uh, about uh, uh, stuff you just talked about. We could get it on our Facebook page. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I'd be, it would. I'd be happy to. Yeah, Dan, we're going to, we're going to, in fact, we're going to get you on here and, and do a more in-depth uh, interview about your practice and about your experiences uh, in the Perfect. near future. And, and uh, I, I'm really excited that you contacted our show and how can people get a hold of you uh, if 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 they need the counseling that you provide? Well, I appreciate that. They can go to Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L, counselingcenter.net, and everything you need to know about me is on there. Say that again, just Caldwell? Counselingcenter.net. Caldwellcounselingcenter.net. And, yes, uh, and your experiences and, and your what, what services you provide, et cetera, are on there. That's wonderful. Yes, sir. Well, I'm so glad yes, you re- you reached out to us. Uh, any parting words for out there? Tell us about this, Dan, because this is the other thing we talked about. What do you recommend to people who are there, isolated at home, um, that are struggling right now, that are thinking about, uh, you know, I read an article today about a woman in New York who was uh, so afraid and she ordered some Chardonnay and had it sent to her house. What do you, what, what's your advice to people to keep them from doing that if that's if they're on the edge right now? 
Uh, how about? Wow. Mm. <laughs> we lost he'll, you again, my he'll, friend. He'll be back. Three, two, one. There he is. No. Uh, there it goes. Okay, um, I don't know what that is. That is weird. Instead of, if you're going to pick up the phone, how about call somebody in recovery instead? Right. For Amen. starters. Yes. So many people, our recovery community in Houston is, is unlike anything I've ever seen. People will be there. And I'll tell you what else. Get on Twitter. There's, I've talked to people in Baltimore and New Jersey and done podcasts there. Like it, Those people are just as willing to help as the people here in our own community. So pick up the phone, reach out, go to aaonline.net you know, if you have to or .org. Like there's, you mentioned in the rooms. There's, there's, just, there's lots of options. It may not be ideal, but it's certainly better than the alternative. Yeah, the don't, mo- don't, mo- don't ruin a lifetime of work in a right. split second on an impulse decision. I, I read another article today about a guy who's uh, been sober 31 out of 34 years, and that's a lot better than okay. drinking for 34 years. Yeah. But he, he lost his sobriety. He lost 24 years of sobriety in 2007 and 2008 when the economic downturn. And he said, just like when he first went into recovery, he lost everything. Don't do that. Even if you've relapsed out there, get back on the horse, man. Right. You don't have to go down that drain. You know, it's okay. Just get back on the horse. Well, the most important thing to remember also is that here is the time to really test your willingness. How willing are you, and how uh, far are you willing to go to keep your sobriety? Are, are were you really in it to begin with? And I know that sounds really harsh, but that's something when we reach a crossroads like this when we're in addiction. I really need to ask myself, do I really want this? And when I, when the answer is yes, then the only answer, uh, the only thing I have to do after that is to reach out to God. That one is God. May well, you find him now. Sometimes we have to go all through it all over again when we well, get to these crossroads to get ourselves to where well, we need to be. Go ahead, Dan. Absolutely. And I have a little bit of different take when, when you talk about a guy who's lost sobriety of 24 years. I don't think they lost anything. They still had 24 years sober. Absolutely. And those experiences, are, they, I know there's certain programs that say you start over. And, but to your point, you're 100% right. You don't have to go all the way down. You just get back to work. And that's all this is. And then that becomes another experiences. And hopefully you redouble your efforts and, and get back at it. You know? a- absolutely. You know, I mean, that guy, that the one I talked about, he had 24 years of productivity, and it's mm-hmm. it's too bad that he fell off the horse and and that that he that he had a downslip. But but you know what? He knew yeah. what to do because he'd been there before. Right. And we know what to do, and we just have to have the resolve to do it. And we have to put aside our pride and say, "Look, I need help." Sometimes but, all the shifts we line up becomes a little too prideful, wouldn't you think? That's true. But we have to put aside you know? our pride that, that, and say, you know what? You, you, honesty is another hallmark of the. If you're not going to be honest, you're not going to make it. Yeah. So you you, you, know, you only lie to yourself. Yeah, you, and you, like God doesn't know, you know. Yeah. So so you've got to be able to say, I messed up. I need help. I've got to 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 get back in, into my program, and it's sitting there for you. You know what to do. So, um, you know, there are people out there that 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 may have relapsed. I'll tell you another thing. I read another article today, and this is kind of scary because you know what we're dealing with with this coronavirus is a it attacks your immune system, and the people that are really struggling are older people, and the people that have immune or their immune systems are suppressed. Well, I've, I've got some news. Uh, the uh, alcohol and uh, and drugs suppress your immune system, 
And I read an article today about that from John Hopkins, I mean, greatest authorities in the world, that says that uh, having drinks can, uh, it impairs your signaling proteins known as cyclotines. And that's what, that, that's part of the immune system cellular arsenal. And young people need to remember that it, that can affect them, too, because alcohol and drugs are toxins, and they harm your system. And when your system is dealing with toxins, it can no longer fight off viruses and do things like that. So you're not only you know going to engage in risky behavior if you go drink and stuff. Your body is not going to be able to fight off the virus. So you've got a compelling reason not to relapse, if nothing, for no other reason, if you, if you want to live and you don't want to get really sick. So there's nothing that's going to be fixed by going back out drinking again or going and doing drugs again. It's just not going to happen. You're just going to make things worse. And that's easy to say, but that's why you've got to stay connected. That's why you've got to turn to your Lord and Savior. Dan, thanks for calling. We really appreciate it. Any last thoughts? No, I, I would just say, you know, it's about treating the whole person, and lifestyle is, is, is just just that, mind, body, and spirit. So I appreciate you guys having me, and I appreciate what you're doing out there. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. You know, that's one thing about the open door uh, that is, is so wonderful. What he just said is it's a holistic program, because if you don't fix yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually, you're not going to have the kind of recovery that God wants for you. Right. So, uh, you know, I got a friend of mine who's been trying to call in, and he says that the line keeps hanging up on him. He's trying to call, so I don't Ooh, know if we're having a that's a te- mean that's a mean phone. Yeah, technological <laughs> problems, or if he's maybe down the wrong number. But the number is one eight hundred eight zero eight. I put it aside here. One eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. One eight hundred eight zero eight five five four eight. So we have a call. He finally got through. Uh, line one is Ted. Ted, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> well, you know what? I have to admire your persistence, my friend. <laughs> so I know you were having a well, heck of a problem. We were off by one digit. I kept trying. The first message came through at five four four eight. Well, that'll do it. These digits are yeah. important. Well, I'm I'm glad that you finally got the right one. So one of the reasons I wanted yeah. you to have, you know, you and I know each other through the recovery community. We're brothers in Christ, and we're brothers yeah. in recovery, and we've known each other for, I don't know, seven, eight years now. And uh, I love you very much, brother, and I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. But one of the reasons I wanted to call you on is I know that you participate in a lot of online meetings. So can you tell us about that, please? Yes. I'd love to. Thanks for ha- thanks for inviting me on. You're very um, welcome. I I I I rely on a number of things to stay sober. Um, one is God, going to break every chain, you know, staying connected, doing the reading, praying, meditating. Um, let me let me but stop you, Ted. The, let me stop you because I'm yeah. gonna our our Facebook Live people can't uh, hear the calls necessarily. So he said there's a number of things that he does to stay sober. He says he goes to break every chain, and we invite people once we get back to meeting at 901 Wilson Road, break every chain recovery ministries uh, of New Covenant Church. He says he he prays, he meditates, and uh, okay, Ted, pick it back up. Sorry about that. Uh oh. You're back. Ma? Yeah, you're, Hello? Ba- you're back. So yeah. what What else do you do, Ted? Okay. Well, one of the... My recovery started in, in AA. Um, I was both 
alcohol and drug addicted. Um, but AA had always offered me a sense of hope, even though I re- wasn't ready to to do what the program demands. So your pro- program, your recovery started in AA, and AA provided you hope, even though you weren't ready yet to do what the program demands. Okay, so yeah. what, how, tell us about your journey. So, you know, uh, I've been going to AA meetings every day, nonstop, for, I've been sober almost eight years. Eight years, um, that's cool. Yeah, Praise seven and a half, like, it was seven and three quarters. <laughs> um, but once this happened, my, I go to a, a home group called Champions, and in northern Houston, and once this lockdown order happened, they closed their doors immediately. And I was scared to death. Um, I did not know how I would make it without a meeting. And then they quickly set up Zoom online meeting platforms within eight hours. Um, several, several meetings are using um, Zoom or Skype or other kinds of uh, online video chats. Um, last night I was on one that had 20 people. Um, and it's actually, at first I was very biased against the idea because I love the personal inter- interaction. Well, certainly, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we can't do that right now. So we... This is one of the tools that I use, and it's actually, it's even more accessible than meetings. They're actually, there's somebody on there 24 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And where do people find this? Um, It's, you can find it on Champions Club um, Facebook page. Champions Club Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ted, let me um, let me ask you a question about that because I've I've got a couple of uh, concerns from people I've talked to about the online meeting thing. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, I've heard that there are meetings that insist that people wear ear pods or earphones so the the anonymity stays intact without somebody's computer speaker blasting out somewhere. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, okay. that is. And the other thing is, how, is how do they monitor people from talking over each other? Okay, so Zoom is unique in that, so whoever's chairing the meeting, and I actually just signed up to chair a meeting tomorrow night um, on Zoom. Whoever is chairing the meeting, they have the capability to mute all of the mics. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that. For their own, and then unmute them, you know. You like you raise your hand to, to, to yeah, talk. Yeah, there's a button you can even push to raise your hand, like if you want to be next. Oh, wow. So, so you don't have to talk over each other, um, and it's been it's been very helpful. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is for me is having a strong support network, both at Break Every Chain and in recovery rooms, and you know, still calling those people every day, even more now, and staying connected. Yeah, staying connected. So you're you're staying con- even though we're isolated right now, you're able to stay connected with these Zoom meetings and have you have you ever been to have you ever been to an AA phone meeting? Cuz I know they have phone meetings too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I 
done it once. And and uh, I think you find those that, that uh, you know if, if if you I'm telling you you just start getting on the internet. Pretty much everybody's got a computer these days or a phone that can internet accessible. And you start searching. There are so many vehicles for these type meetings. I like this one that you talked about. Uh, that's champions. It's yeah. local, but but you can find them all over the world, literally. And uh, and t- Ted, we're running out of time tonight. Uh, but mm-hmm. but thank you so much for calling. Next time I'll get you the right digits. My apologies, and we'll we'll talk a little <laughs> more because uh, I'm proud of you, brother, for your eight years of sobriety. And and uh, I, I like what you said about staying connected. So God bless mm-hmm. you, brother, and we'll talk soon. God bless you. Good night, Teddy. All right. Well, you've been listening to Recovery Radio Houston, and uh, you know this. Uh, we may go to 30, 30 more minutes longer, Tony. Wouldn't we, that be awesome? We need to talk about that. But uh, join us every Saturday night from 9 to 10 o'clock. Uh, join us at Break Every Chain. Join us at New Covenant Church. And join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, once we start meeting again. We love you. God bless you. And more importantly, God loves you, and he's got a purpose for your life. Amen. Stay strong, everybody, and stay socially distant.